Welcome to episode number 252, Wellness and Nature. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose, Gabe, and Thomas. Wellness and nature. In this episode, we have special guest, Thomas Sinner. During this show, we discuss giving back, the power of water, holistic wellness, nature, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Breen Brown and Christopher Reeve. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Thomas, thank you for joining us, sir. We appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. I mean, it's definitely a pleasure to have... Uh time with you guys and I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. All right, so we'll jump right in, man. So for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> how do you explain your life in about two minutes? But uh, I'll give it a shot. Pretty Absolutely. much, I mean, regular guy, grew up in Pennsylvania, um, ended up going to the military after high school, you know, did the whole veteran kind of scenario, played, played in the Marines for a while, got out, um, went through a complete life transformation, a complete reevaluation of who I was, you know, what I was here for and how I could really end up helping pe- people in the long run. You know, that brought about a lot of different avenues of life. And, you know, I found myself continuously being in the restaurant industry, which does not have a great, I guess, history or reputation for mental health Mm -hmm. and you know being in that kind of space uh, I was a chef for 11 years or in the restaurant industry for 11 years and you know it's it's pretty consistently not a great space for you know people that are trying to move beyond you know it ends up being a trap and you know over time that just became more and more apparent and through that, you know, I had to really take a deep dive into, you know, what actually mattered to me, what I, what I wanted to do and what really I was gaining value from. And I found that, you know, it was less about cooking the food. It was more about nurturing the people. And with that, it ended up kind of coinciding that shift in mentality coincided with, you know, COVID really hitting hard ending restaurants and really closing out the industry. So during that time, I was able to shift into, you know, what I'm doing now, which is educating people on water quality and how that can really enhance your life and your overall health. Wow, man. So, uh, so first of all, thank you for your service, man. We, we definitely appreciate you guys. Uh, we always say this, uh, we are the land of the free because of the brave. Um, and so, so, so to, just to rewind back though. So you went, um, you did. You said you did four years or so many years in the in the Marines. Yeah, I did four years in the Marines. Okay, and then 
Um, and so from my understanding, once, uh, I guess you depart from, uh, the military life, you kind of, I guess you take some classes or you try to take a couple courses that kind of reunite you with regular civilian life. Is that correct? Is there any truth to that? I think it really depends on what branch you're in and okay. how you, how fast you're getting out. Um, okay. there are some qualifications the transition, obviously, you have to, you know, they kind of check on your finances. They make sure that you can actually survive out in the real world. They kind of give you a brief exit plan with, you know, building resumes, stuff like that. So you're kind of, I guess, sort of prepared, but it's really a lot of mentality, you know? Yeah. You're not, unless you want to really, you know, get out and go and get a job and, you know, you kind of have a plan, you know, they don't really advise you to get out right then. They advise you to kind of extend until you do have a plan so that, you know, obviously we don't keep creating this issue with these homeless veterans and all these kind of situations that, you know, are very, you know, sad. What was your biggest adjustment mentally? My biggest adjustment was that I, in addition to getting out, I was also going through a divorce and, you know, mentally I was not, I I didn't know who I was. I didn't know, you know, where I wanted to go in life. You know, I was kind of stuck in the mentality of, you know, I was stuck between doing what I always did, which is cooking in restaurants and, you know, finding a new path which in my brain I imagined was business because I've been focused on trying to get out of the rat race since I was a kid and we just didn't have a great upbringing. So that was something that was, you know, very focused in my brain and, you know, something I was really trying to get out of. So between those two, I think definitely hit the nail on the head with, you know, what I needed to deal with. So what, was the transition so how did you make that paradigm shift right did you meet someone did you read a book did you watch something on you know uh the internet or tv or something um what made what helped you at least start to make that that shift yeah well i think it happens way before we imagine it actually starting to happen so i can look back on multiple times in, you know, at least the beginning of going into the military and the friendships I began to make. And those people were, you know, forward thinking. I have a buddy named Abru and he's, he's great. He actually got me into looking into real estate and he may not even know that, you know, Mm. he was reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I started reading it. I pretty much took the book from him when he was done reading it. And I just, you know, started absorbing it. So it's like from that, to, you know, people through that process, they tend to accept you for who you are, not Mm. who they don't really give you this image of, you know, like, Hey, I want you to meet these expectations and fit this mold. You know, my, you know, the people I met, the friends I was making, you're, you're meeting and you're hanging out and you're getting to know each other in the worst kind of ways, you know? So it's like, you got the highest highs and the lowest lows and you're just, you're trudging through it together. So it's like those are the people that really started to see me for me. And I started to be comfortable getting to know myself through that process. So I guess that would be where the transition began 
you know, but at the same time, like I was saying, I was in a relationship and a marriage that just was not, was not good, you know, and yeah. that was, you know, where I, I kept myself in the box. You know, I kept myself in the mold because I thought that was the way to create a good marriage, to have a good relationship, to, you know, keep your significant other happy, you know, all these things that they tell us in society to do just to like make it work. You know, sometimes it's just not meant to work. And sometimes people aren't great for you because they don't want you to be what you want to be, or they don't want you to be you. They want you to be what you are to them. And that wasn't good enough for me, you know, moving forward. And that was something that was a, a huge stepping stone in my life just for, you know, personal growth, you know, personal love and, you know, acceptance of self. Yeah, no, man, that's a, that's an amazing story. So how do you go from uh, that now that process to finding, seeing the light in the most natural way, right? Um, you, you, your, your, uh, background is in holistic, uh, holistic wellness. What does, how were you introduced to that? How did you discover that? Um, we can get into the water, uh, but just the natural ways of, of, of healing, so to speak, uh, were you introduced to that or is that something that was always around you? So I guess it's a little bit of both. Like my mom yeah. growing up, like she was always pretty open-minded to, you know, different avenues of health, which, you know, I really appreciate because, you know, as I grew older, you know, I had ADD, ADHD. I kind of dealt with the the mix of the 90s kind of concoction that they were giving everybody. And, you know, with that, you know, I ended up being on medication for eight years of my life from eight to 16. And, you know, I really just felt like a zombie. So, with that, I ended up like when I was 16, I ended up deciding that it wasn't for me. I just stopped taking the medication just to kind of get back in touch with who I was. And, you know, at that point, there was a lot going on at home and stuff like that. So it really shifted me. So I think that was the main catalyst for me just disliking, you know, Western medicine, you know, yeah. it really, you know, put a bad taste in my mouth because I went through it. So with that, I, you know, always had this idea that, you know, what we are is enough, you know, our bodies are created this way. We have immune systems, we have kidneys to filter our, you know, blood and, you know, everything is working in divine unity, you know, like the whole point of our body is to survive. Like we haven't survived for thousands of years to get to this point because of medications, because of vaccines, because of all this stuff, we did it because our bodies adapt. And I just had this innate understanding that the earth dies. So that really brought me into gardening and organic gardening, you know, which ended up grounding a lot of my thoughts, a lot of my, you know, mindset, you know, after getting out and really helping build who I am to this day. I love it, man. So, so in other words, what does holistic wellness mean to you? I think, I think holistic wellness is just wellness. You know, yeah. our bodies are made to fix itself. 
our bodies are made to heal itself. You know, as long as we're providing our bodies what we need and what's best for us, then our body's going to be fine. You know, obviously you have those outliers. You have the people that, you know, have different diseases, stuff like that, that have been contracted through birth. You know, you have those and it's, it's, it's sad, but there's still, I still have this innate belief that, you know, the earth provides, you know, food is medicine. You know, the earth is providing what we need, whether we know what it is or not. You know, people look at the simplest things like dandelions in your yard as a, a nuisance, but dandelion roots and dandelion leaves, that's the best thing for your heart. Like we're overlooking things that could be really beneficial to us because it's been perceived as an inconvenience. Yeah, man. I, and I, it's, it's amazing that you're saying that. Um, I think knowledge is key. Um, awareness, just even being aware, just as you said, uh, uh, dandelions being a nuisance and, uh, you know, someone just, uh, you know, going to um, a hardware store and purchasing uh, weed killer just because it's it's annoying and they don't like the way it looks, so to speak, right? Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting and fascinating. I mean, the same thing goes with uh, critters and creatures, right? Uh, depending on who you're talking to, a specific bug, critter, creature, animal is disgusting to them or, or just blows their mind away that in, in, in uh, creepiness or whatever it is uh, versus they're obviously here for a reason. They're obviously part of uh, the cycle and mother nature. Um, it's very, it's very peculiar. And also uh, when, when you talk about uh, belief systems, um, there are specific uh, religions and beliefs and countries that um, <clears throat> specific animals uh, are not to be eaten or killed mm. and they're actually praised and you go to a whole other country and that's eaten like it's nothing and people don't think anything much of it. Um, so it's, it's definitely a mindset thing. It's definitely how we perceive thing, obviously a perspective thing. Um, it, it's, it's definitely fascinating how so many, how us as a, as a, as a human race, can think so differently. Um, and, 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 and it's interesting too, because I read an article saying that I think, I don't know if it's a piece of Africa, one of, one of our larger continents, uh, it's nowhere going to be in our lifetime, but you know, in like a thousand plus years or something, it's going to split. And mm -hmm. as we know it, as the world is, you know, is going to look totally different and they're going to be the way we are with, uh, instead of, you know, seven, it's going to be eight and, uh, maybe their lifestyle thing changes. What do you think um, is something that our ancestors, our great, great ancestors uh, did uh, that we can continue to do now that we can benefit uh, from, from, from? I mean, that's a, you know, your reference is phenomenal because yeah. as, as life changes, you know, continents split, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, some of those culturally held things are kept and some are, you know, modified. I think for us as a human race, what is going to be of most benefit to start learning, to start teaching our kids is how to grow our own food, how to yeah. take care of the land, how to, you know, really provide nutrient rich soil and how to do that, you know, how to do that organically. 
You know, we produce more food in this country per year than the whole world can eat. We're just wasting food and we're just running the prices of the food down, which is devaluing the food and the nutrient value of that food is dropping. So it's like what we're actually consuming at this point is not actually providing our bodies what we need. So it's like if we start teaching our kids, start teaching kids in school, even I think that would be a phenomenal thing, how to garden, how to take care of plants, how to grow your own food and how to make it sustainable. I think that's really the key because I feel like we've gotten away. We look at the volume more than the quality at this point. If we're talking about, you know, like you reference with beef, you know, in India, it's a sacred animal. In the U.S., we slaughter it like it's, you know, like it's nothing. And, you know, for what it's worth, what the cows are eating here in the U.S., you can't eat and gain nutrients from. We don't digest corn, but cows can. They have four stomachs for that. You know, what they can eat and gain nutrients from, we can't receive those same nutrients. So it's like if we're feeding the cattle stuff that we can't naturally consume and gain value from, how do we think that that meat is providing our bodies the value we need it or the value that it had 50 years ago? It's just not, it's just not a thing. So getting back to, you know, quality over quantity, reducing our amount of meat intake, which is controversial, you know, we all just assume that, you know, we need to have half our plate filled with meat. You don't, you don't, yeah. it's just the truth. You, your body doesn't do well with all that. That's why you have these GI issues. That's why, you know, we're having all these different issues with cholesterol and heart disease and all these different things are compounding over time because the lifestyle has changed. The rich used to be the only people that ate meat. Now we're over here eating meat, growing and raising cattle just to slaughter, but where's the nutrients? We, we've lost the quality of what we used to consume. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, times have obviously changed, but what is completely fascinating, if you look at the past 100, 150 years, it's so dramatic that it's scary because you're, you know you think of I can't even think 150 years ahead. Uh, but if you try to think 20 to 50 years ahead, it's it could be either scary because you're not in control, or it can be a blessing because you are in control. You be start to become aware. You start to actually live off the land. You start to actually uh, educate yourself and educate those around you. Um, I remember maybe 10, 15 years ago, speaking of buying my own, um, you know, seeds and having my own garden outside and, and, and literally being laughed at um, yeah. and, you know, and being discouraged because of that. Now, should I have had a, you know, stronger mentality? Uh, maybe, but no one around me was doing it. So it was a, it was a different idea for me. Um, but when I said it out loud, you know, you get kind of clowned at first, but I just think now we're in a perfect um, we're in a perfect area. I don't know. We're kind of, everyone's, uh, kind of becoming a little bit more self-aware, although it can be chaotic with social media and the news. Yes. But there is something to be said about having 
uh, the, the world's knowledge or the world's wisdom at your fingertips uh, via technology that you there's all, you can almost feel a shift happening with a, uh, awareness. And I don't know if it's uh, acceptance or it's just the fact that people talk about it more. Um, <clears throat> it, it, there, there's, there, there was, I mean, we're literally talking 50 years ago. Um, there are certain things that you would never even say in a conversation you never even bring up to the point where I remember like growing up uh, as a kid, my parents would always say, Oh, you know, uh, or, or just uncles, aunts and uncles, and ever, you know, don't talk politics or religion when we're at this party or we're at this gathering or whatever. Right. I remember just that being a thing. Uh, <laughs> and, and regardless of how, you know, how that was supposed to be interpreted or how people interpret it themselves, it's an interesting thing because it almost closes awareness, hmm. right? For sure. And instead of having the ability to ask a question, you now shut that down. You shut, hmm. you turn that switch off. Uh, no, you're not allowed. No. And we do it a lot. I mean, uh, you know, growing up, depending on how open or closed your parents or your guardians or uh, your representatives were, depended on how. Oh, I remember my cousin talking about a conversation he had with his parents, and they're very open about it. And I, and I remember thinking my my parents are very private people, and I was I would not have that conversation. Where now I feel like uh, whether again it's you know uh, uh, the influence of music or social media or certain topics are just talked about way more easier than mm -hmm. they were even 20 years ago. Um, and mm -hmm. so I know that can bring chaos and I know that can be wild as well. And maybe sometimes inappropriate, right? But in there, in between there somewhere, there's some truth and it, and it allows the escape of uh, that truth and, and expands the thinking and the, and the broadening uh, of awareness. What, what are your thoughts on that? I'm with you. I am, yeah. I'm a thousand percent with you. I mean, in, I mean, we're, we're fully in the information age, you know, yeah. good, bad, indifferent, whatever your thoughts are, we're in it. You know, the internet's here, you know, it's at the point where people are thinking there's too much information, you know, that right. people shouldn't have access to information. So I think that where we're at or where we are at as a culture is just we are making that shift into awareness. We have more, we see, we're looking back, we're reflecting on, okay, my parents worked for 50 years of their life and they really only lived the last 10 to 15. You know, we're seeing how that system just doesn't fit a logical mindset of like, how am I enjoying life? You know, what is that value, you know, for me, for my family, you know, obviously it has a monetary value, but you know, like we saw in COVID, everything's shifting, hmm. you know, people became aware that like, Hey, I don't have to go to the office five days a week. I can work from home three days a week, go into office twice. And you know what? I get to go see my kids. I get to go, you know, hang out with them, go to their practices, you know, like you can be more involved. You can have a better relationship. You get to have a better, you know, experience of life. You can work on the road. You could do whatever you want. Now it has opened eyes. So with this whole situation, you know, culturally we have opened the door. We've opened the door to information, to receiving information that, other people, like you said, have previously been restricted to, you know, we have access to mentors that nobody else would via social media. You know, I consider 
Gary V and Grant Cardone and, you know, Bob Proctor, like all these people, like these are my mentors. Like I, I have access to them that otherwise I would have had to apprentice and work for free for five, 10 years to gain access to, hmm. you know, but I have them all on my phone. Anytime I need that, I can go to them. I can reference their material, their content. We have access to anything we need and anything we want. The problem therein lies what people are receiving. What are you allowing into your realm? You know, you are a temple. Whether you're putting food in your body, whether it's the people you're hanging out with, whether it's the content you're absorbing, whether it's the water you're drinking, like what are you allowing into your temple? That's just plain and simple. You know, if you're allowing the news to provide you an opinion that you're just going to take as fact, that's your fault. You know, you didn't take the time to look in deeper, to research, to gain an understanding of your, of, for yourself. You know, that's that's the whole key. Like the key in the information age isn't just to absorb information. It's to filter, to take in what is good for you and what is not. Mm. And it's great and it's terrible because most people don't want to take the time. They don't have the internal fortitude to go out and people are not going to like this, but you're, you're lazy. You know, if you're not willing to go out and look up the information for yourself and see how it's going to benefit you or how it's not going to benefit you, you deserve the repercussions either way. And that's, that's, that's the cold hard truth. So it's like, it all depends how you look at it. You know, if you're looking at it as like, this is an amazing opportunity that my parents didn't have that I can learn all these things and grow personally and help my family help, you know, my grandkids eventually help the world as a whole and really create a legacy, you have the opportunity. But are you willing to do the work to take the action to get there? That's the question. That's it, man. That's exactly it. A hundred percent. And I and I, I believe and I'm with you with uh, the news and every other uh, form of uh, medium that's inundating us with information their job they, they have a job is to is to pump out all that information um it's also then in turn your job and responsibility to filter through it to analyze it to reflect it we have the ability now to hit replay on stuff why do you think people so many people from back in the day politic wise or celebrities are now getting called out for things that they did and said 20 years ago because the truth is able to um, uh, be highlighted in this age now where it's things I think you can't like like okay for perfect example I love listening to the old school documentaries uh, on the mafia right okay. part of these documentaries which is uh, super fascinating to me is. Um, you know, they said it's not as effective as it once was. Now, whether it's alive and well is one thing, I'm not 100% sure. But when you're talking to the old timers, they're saying the reason why it's not so alive and well is because of surveillance, right? Mm -hmm. Is because everything can be tracked. It's not like back in the 20s where there was no cameras, there was no, uh, you know, listening devices. Not that we know of anyway. I'm I'm sure there probably was something, but not to the uh, not to the length where it is now, where everything is traced. Literally, like I, I, t- I went to my brother's house on Saturday and, you know, my GPS tells, I didn't use a GPS. My brother literally lives down the street from me and it says, uh, we have located your car 
uh, at, at a parked spot. My phone itself did that. Now I can go in and probably turn that off somewhere, I'm sure. But just that alone is that we're being so tracked. My point being is that at one point we're going to hit a stage where you really can't BS anymore because it's all being traced. You really can't lie. You can't really have an alibi, whether it's to your your significant other or you know <laughs> law enforcement. You can't make things up, bro. Like we saw you on camera. You're right there. There's only so many. How many bank robberies are there now compared to 100 years ago? It's very different. Um, I'm sure there's other things, of course. Uh, but I think we're in a weird stage where all this stuff, this clustering, chaotic nonsense has to happen for us to filter through to receive the truth. You're mm-hmm. going to have to go through that to then hit a stage, which ultimately I hope happens in my lifetime and, and, and my children's or at least my children's lifetime to the level of enlightenment where it's almost normal to consider yourself a temple and live off the land. And this is what we are. Uh, uh, we're creatures of God and, and something way more amazing. And, 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 and we are now. It's just that I don't think that most people appreciate that uh, or, or, or are aware of that or in tune with that frequency. For sure. And it's like now it's at the point and I think we're there. I think we're at the yes. point where it's like, obviously, you can't BS anymore. There's no there's no line. You know, the problem there lies now is yeah. if you're not authentic, you're getting called out. Yeah, that's it. If you yeah. are consistently authentic, if what you're portraying isn't actually who you are, somebody's going to call you out because that's fake. People don't like yeah. that. And as you're saying, people are going back, you know, getting clips of, you know, whatever politicians or whatever the case may be, and they're bringing it back to light. You know, now we have to really look at, okay, what was the context? You know, like, it's easy to see a clip of something and feel the way that they're intending you to feel. You know, that's where our due diligence comes in and is like, okay, you know, let me go back, find the video, see what actually is going on before I'm emotionally charged to, you know, feel a type of way or make a decision or this or that. Because the media is all about giving you the perspective that they want you to have, Hmm. you know, and it makes sense. Everybody tries to do it. Marketing, advertisement, everybody. You're getting access. You experience more advertisement on your way to work than somebody used to do in their entire lifetime back in the 1900s, 1800s. Like you are so like you're receiving so much information on a daily basis that it's easier to just accept what you're being told than to, you know, pick out what actually would be meaningful to you and focus on that and try to find the real root of what's actually going on. So I think we are at this stage. The problem that I'm seeing right now is the fact that people just don't want to take the time to do the research themselves. You know, they're trusting other people to do it for them, but you don't know what those people's intentions are. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Spot on. Um, let's let's shift gears a tad bit. And I, w- I want you to talk about uh, the power of water um, and, and uh, you know, what you can bring to the table knowledge-wise for our, our listeners and its importance. Yeah, I mean, 
what is more important than water? The world has 70% of the world and 70% of the earth is water. 70% of our bodies are water. Depending on what you're eating, the majority of the food you're consuming is water. If we're not providing our bodies the best quality water, we're doing ourselves a disservice. Like I was saying before, we are a temple. What you put in your body is what you can put out. And to the amount and the quality that you put in, you can release. If you're not giving yourself the best opportunity with what you're consuming, then you're doing yourself a disservice. And on top of that, with these plastic water bottles, which people assume to be a better option, which there's definitely debate there. The problem there lies that it's still in a plastic bottle. The plastic bottle is one of the main problems. First off, it's made, plastic's made with like 160 chemicals. It comes from oil. So water bottle industries aren't making water. They're making plastic. And by, like you're saying, looking into the future, by 2050, we're going to have more plastic in the ocean than fish by weight, not by piece, by weight. So that means every fish at the moment, weight, we're going to have more plastic in the ocean than that weight. That's insane. And we just keep running this business, keep allowing them to make billions of dollars a year without understanding that we're contributing to the problem. That not only are we contributing to the problem, but what we're receiving quality-wise in that water is not suitable for us and our health. You know, you have, you know, plastic particles that you're consuming. They're now finding them in placentas in human bodies, like that's not okay. You know, that just is the plastic issue. Then you talk about what chemicals are leaching into the water. It takes on average domestically six months for that water bottle to get onto the shelf at your store. That's a problem because that whole time you think they're keeping it in the fridge? No, they're keeping it on a cargo ship or they're keeping it on a cargo truck and it's in the heat, it's getting brought to you you wouldn't drink a water bottle if you left it in the car for a week in the back seat. But you're going to drink water that's been in hot containers leaching for months. And that's just domestic. If you look at, you know, stuff that's coming out, say, Fiji or any of those kind of waters that are coming from outside the U.S., it could take up to a year and a half to get to your shelf. That's before you even buy it. So you're literally consuming the chemicals that are now leached into the water and that's causing a whole bunch of issues. And that's not even getting into how they're actually filtering out water originally. That's just the plastic issue and how that has impacts on your body. So, so what's, so, so what's your recommendation uh, uh, water wise or what, what's a, a possible solution to that? So what I've found is <laughs> I drink Congan water, bro. Like it was something that I was looking at for a year and a half before I made the jump. You know, it's not bottled water. It is a filtration and ionization unit that you attach to your tap. So pretty much the problem with traditional water bottles, 
is the fact that not only does it have the plastic issue, but most plastic or most water bottles are filtered with reverse osmosis. And people have this understanding that pure water is good water. But pure water just means that it's lacking in mineral content. It's lacking in those essential minerals that your body needs to function correctly. So by drinking reverse osmosis water without any minerals, first off, it's acidic. So your body, when you drink it, you get that bloated feeling. It's hard to digest. It doesn't have those nutrients. So your body ends up leaching the nutrients from your bones, from your ligaments, from your tendons, from other parts of your body to digest it. So over time, you're just depleting your internal mineral content if you just continuously drink these waters. So the difference with what I drink now is that is the fact that it's alkaline off the bat. It separates the acidic waters from the alkaline waters. So you're only getting those rich mineral dense waters that replenish your cells that help you detox correctly. And then it goes through an electrolysis process, which that's a whole science thing in itself, but pretty much it reorganizes molecules to smaller groups. And with that, it's able to penetrate your cells easier, provide your body more nutrients from what you're already eating. It's able to flush out your gut and detox your body. And it's able to directly hydrate your brain. So these are big things. Not only is it alkaline, but it's microclustered is what we call it. So it's able to flush out those toxins. And then at the same time, it has an abundance of antioxidants. So you're drinking this water and your every glass of this water is the equivalent of five pounds of blueberries in antioxidants. Wow. That's ridiculous. So it's like you're providing your body more nutrients through just the water you're drinking because it's able to take and extract the nutrients from the actual food you're eating and provide it to your body easier and more efficiently, as well as detoxing you from everything you interact on a daily basis, from the food you eat, from the air we breathe, everything's acidic. You know, the whole point of this is to bring yourself back into alignment. It's able to give your body the best opportunity for alignment so that your body can heal itself. That's the key. We have to give our bodies the best opportunity to heal themselves. You know, nothing can be a medicine if we don't provide our body what we need. So, so can you say the name again? It's Congen. Can you spell it? Yeah. Congen water. K A N G E N. It's made by a company called Enagic. E N A G I C. So is this something you educate people on further? For sure. That's, I mean, it has become something that I'm super passionate about, you know, further than nutrition and more important than nutrition is water. You know, if we're not providing our body the correct water and the right amount of water, we're doing ourselves a disservice. Most people are chronically dehydrated. Why do you get headaches? Why do you have fatigue? Why do you have brain fog? Why do you have GI issues? We're not flushing out our bodies because we're not drinking enough water and the water that they're providing us and telling us to buy is not of quality enough for your body to function correctly. 
I love it. And so uh, uh, what, when we talk about holistic wellness and, and on your uh, Instagram account, uh, you talk about giving back. Is this what you're referencing? Are you referencing Kangen Water uh, and holistic wellness overall? Yeah, I think that for me, nature has not only been the answer with my mental health, but my physical health, you know, my financial health, you know, eventually over time will be a lot more nature oriented. Obviously, there's a transition point of what we need to do to get to those levels. But my focus is to advocate, is to educate and to inform people of, first off, what they're already doing, because most people don't actually know what they're consuming, which is fine. It's, it makes sense. Everybody's doing the same thing. You know, we're all just trying to do the best with the information that we have, you know, but once you have information and once you learn better, you have to do better. So I've found within myself, I've helped my family with this. I've helped my close friends with this. I've helped strangers with this. And now it's at the point where it's like, I'm partnering with businesses so that they can have machines in their business, have a steady you know, increase another avenue for investment, for revenue, as well as providing a higher quality product to their people and creating a non-toxic environment because it goes way deeper than just drinking water. It goes into the chemicals we use, the, you know, things we're actually using on a day-to-day basis. How are you actually removing the pesticides from your produce? You're not. You're not. I've, I've talked to people and they're scrubbing their pesticide with soap and water, you know, with a sponge. That's crazy. You know, you're trying to remove <laughs> a pesticide by adding another chemical, you know, like this goes way beyond just what you're drinking. You know, it helps what you're eating, what you're coming in contact to. This machine makes five kinds of water, which sounds ridiculous, but it's different in pH. And those can have different usages for your household, for your business, for your life. Like I use it multiple times a day. That's amazing, man. Um, <clears throat> so so uh, going back to um, awareness and things like that, it's interesting uh, when you're talking about um, the source, right? Because it almost goes back to the information stage that we're in. Um, you really need to uh, research the source or know where your information is coming from. Right. So people think that just because they're reading uh, that they're gaining knowledge, Mm. right. Or, or, or that, that they're become, they're improving themselves. Not necessarily how it just obviously depends on what you're reading, but understanding the source. Right. Um, And, and you have these makeshift uh, authors and companies that are misleading people with false information and you have a individual who's truly trying to improve themselves, uh, but not really researching the source and in turn being misled or misdirected. And now when you talk about water, it's a funny connection because you have someone who is thinking that they're drinking something uh, uh, positive and good for their body because it's water, but not looking at the source. Where's the water coming from? Where is it stored? Um, and, and then how's it digested, right? So it's almost the same thing, that same lineage of uh, inspecting the source. 100%. I mean, you're, you're completely on the right track. 
And you're not alone. I mean, I drank water bottles for years, you know, like I got to the point where I was like opposed to the whole plastic issue. And I just had a refillable water bottle and I just filled it up with tap water. You know, I was drinking a gallon of tap water a day for a couple years because I was opposed to the plastic issue. You know, I knew what the leaching would do to me. You know, I knew that when I drank water from a water bottle, I had that weird plastic taste and my mouth was more dry after I drank than before it, which didn't seem right to me. And then the whole bloating issue, you know, that's a problem. I was always in sports. I, if you drank water halfway through the game or, you know, during break or, you know, whatever, you got back on the field, you weren't a hundred percent, you know, you had to digest that, but that took time. So it's like, over time, I began to realize more and more what wasn't good for me. And then I realized what it actually was causing. And I educated myself on it, found this company, and it really hasn't gone back since. I mean, everything I look up, they're certified. You know, it's not a Western company. They don't do any self-advertisement. You know, everything is word of mouth for a reason. It's because the people that are really impacted and are benefiting from this are sharing it. You know, you don't need to do advertisement if you have something that's great. You know, the advertisement's gonna come by word of mouth, which is the best advertisement. You know, if I was over here just preaching like blah blah blah, do this, do that, do that, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be good. I want you to experience it for yourself and you tell me if it works for you. And if it doesn't, that's cool. No worries. But if it does, and I know it will, because I do this all the time. I see, I help people all the time. And it's the most fulfilling thing because you have somebody that is in pain or has some GI issues or, you know, whatever. And then they have their first regular bowel movement. And you're just like, this, these are things that shouldn't be crazy, you know, but they are. It's very normal for people to have, you know, issues with their GI or acid reflux or all these different things. And we're not looking at the root cause of it. You may be eating the right stuff. You may be drinking water. You may be, you know, taking the right supplements, but if your body isn't absorbing it correctly, you're not doing it right. You know, there's clearly something off if your body's telling you something. So I'm just offering the opportunity for anybody that wants to see if this can work for them to have it work for them. And that's why I share water. That's why I share anything that I can. So people get an understanding of it for themselves because you can look at the information all day, but until you know how it works for you, it doesn't matter. You need to know that it works for you and you need to be confident in that decision. You know, not only are you going to be, saving and doing your part in protecting the earth by not buying any more plastic water bottles, but you're going to do your body a favor by drinking better quality water. You're flushing out those toxins. And then the machine will last 30 plus years. Like you don't have to buy water bottles for that extended amount of time. Like that's amazing. And then it goes into the uses. You can use it as a disinfectant. You can use it as a degreaser, take off the pesticides. You can use it as a facial toner. You can use it to drink. Like, it's endless. It's really crazy because 
the more, I mean, I've had my machine for over a year and the more I use it and the more I use it for other things, it just blows my mind that it's still going. Like there's still more to figure out. It's still fun. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Um, <clears throat> so if people were trying to uh, reach you or connect you, uh, connect with you, what's the best way? Um, is it Instagram? Is it another social media platform? Um, do you have a website? What's the best way, uh, if, if anyone's interested in learning a little bit more about uh, the Kangen water, what you do and how you, you know, uh, teach uh, holistic wellness, what's the best uh, avenue for folks to reach you? For sure. I mean, Instagram is really my, my bread and butter. I'm on there. I like to post regularly and really interact with people. So that's probably the best way to get in touch with me. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at, at Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S underscore Sinner, S-I-N-N-E-R. Um, that's probably the best way. I mean, you could hit me on an email, but like most people aren't even into that anymore. It's much better <laughs> to see you know, see who I am. Yeah. Filter me out for yourself. You know, if I'm real enough, if you're comfortable reaching out to me, please do. Because I'd love to give you more information. I'd love to provide this value to you. And, you know, there's a reason it's an international company. There's a reason it's certified. And there's a reason it's made and the machines are made in medical device or medical facilities. It's used in over 300 hospitals. Like, this is not something that's new. The company's 47 years old. You know, it's just new to the U.S. And it's slowly growing because it's people like me that are spreading the message, that are spreading the good word about what we have. We don't do any advertisement. We don't need to. The advertisement is you being impacted by this water and seeing how it affects you. And you know what? After you see how it's going to affect you, you're going to tell your friend. You're going to, you know, somebody that this can help and you're going to tell them because it's going to help. you. Absolutely, man. Thank you, man. We appreciate you sharing. Uh, so there you have it, folks. Uh, reach out to Thomas on IG um, or if you want email, <laughs> uh, and, and you can check out his uh, virtual business card is what I like to call it. Um, all right. So do you have any parting words before we close this bad boy out? I just want to say thank you. I mean, thank you for everybody that made it to this point in this podcast. I mean, I know that is a big thing. You know, a lot of people start podcasts, but they don't finish them. You know, mm. hopefully at this point, you've received enough information to do your own research, to start to understand what you're actually looking at, what people are telling you, and start to have an opinion for yourself. You know, that was one of the most impactful things that I've found in my life is allowing myself to have an opinion, allowing myself to be empowered to do my own research, to reach out and connect and network with people that are like-minded or may have gone through similar things. Because we're not alone unless we remain alone. We choose to either prosper or we choose to stay stagnant. You know, reach out. And even if it's not me, reach out to the person you're thinking of right now. Because that's who you should be talking to. You know, that's who you need guidance from, or, you know, just do it. It's not going to hurt you. Nobody's going to bite you. You know, it's for your own benefit. So if you had the desire to reach out to somebody, me, you guys, other people that may come to mind, do it. Because if you don't, 
you're only going to regret it and it's only going to be held back in your mind for days or weeks and it is not a good use of energy well said man i love it thank you for joining us man we appreciate it we'd like to close out with quotes and the first one is by Brene brown sometimes the bravest and most important thing you can do is just show up and the second one by christopher reeve a hero is an ordinary individual who finds the strength to persevere and endure in spite of overwhelming obstacles. Wellness in nature. In this episode, we have special guest Thomas Sinner. During this show, we discuss giving back, the power of water, holistic wellness, nature, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Brene Brown and Christopher Reed. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. Stay blessed.